0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hines, And I'm Thomas Welch. And today we got a great episode for you. We're recapping what might have been the most exciting blues finish yet this season. As they scored late in regulation to even it up, and then came away with an overtime victory, three two over the San Jose Sharks. But before we get into that, I just want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them lockdown sent you. All right, Tommy, welcome. It's been a few days since we've talked. How you it been? It has been.
0: I uh, I haven't been bad. Uh, a lot been going on with the St. Louis Blues though, so. Uh, happy to get into it, but for starters, uh, last night the Blues came away with a 3-2 victory in overtime over the San Jose Sharks. Just a good start to uh, the two little two-game series they got here before they faced the Kings and then come back to face the Sharks again. I think they said six of their next eight games are, are against the San Jose Sharks or something like that. So we're going to be seeing a lot of these guys, so it's good to set the tone early on one of these uh, lower feeder teams that the Blues should ideally beat up on. Uh, I think they came out kind of hot in the first period. I was I was surprised uh, with their energy. Usually they come out a little bit lackadaisical, but obviously taking a penalty in the first minute was not great uh, given all the things and the, all the struggles that this team has had on the special teams. Uh, but besides that, I thought Scandella played a, a fantastic first period, and I think his his presence was absolutely known, uh, kind of what we've been missing on the defensive side of the puck. Obviously, not having Colton Pareko in the game is a huge loss, but at the same time, uh, from what Jeremy Rutherford said on 101 ESPN, it sounded like he either has multiple injuries or he's got some kind of, like, I, don't, I wouldn't say major injury, but like maybe like a herniated disc where it's like affecting different parts of his body. I don't know, but obviously he's not 100%, so giving him as much rest as possible uh, is necessary for the long-term success of this team. Uh, and the Blues played well in his absence. I mean, Tori Krug obviously got the game-winning assist there on a fantastic pass. Uh, Justin Falk was playing his normal fantastic game. Uh, and so
1: that top pairing, uh, it felt like they didn't really miss a beat. The first thing you said is really important. You talked about how they came out and gave up a penalty early. And I feel like that's a start that we've seen in far too many blues games this season where they come out and no matter what their momentum is like, no matter what the, you know, if they're hot, if the other team's hot, they take a penalty early and it kind of crushes all that momentum regardless of how it was going. And then they, then they kind of are behind the eight ball for the rest of the game. You know, they're, they're fighting to get out of that, that, uh, the the sluggish you know a step behind they're taking multiple penalties penalties afterwards and I feel like tonight this was the first time we really saw them bear down after taking an early penalty and and not let it kind of dictate the rest of the game for them they they weathered the storm killed off the penalty and then proceeded to get into their game as soon as yeah and I think it
0: helped too that the the referees uh definitely weren't as whistle happy as the last as the last group that we saw uh but they definitely still kind of Dip their toes into uh, the game because at like towards the end of the game, I thought the Blues were going to tie it up uh, with like two minutes left, or not two minutes, I think it was like four minutes left when they got that power play. Uh, they didn't score on the power play, pulled the goalie, scored on that, sent it to overtime, get a power play, and overtime, that was a little bit questionable, and I know Sharks fans are not happy about that. Uh, and then we end up winning the game. So <laughs> it almost feels like the puck bounced uh, the other way for the Blues this time instead of Uh, penalties biting them in the ass. Because we struggled at 5-on-5, too. I forget what stat it was, but I think the last time they scored a goal at even strength was Saturday or something like that, and it was a Kairou goal. So uh, just the offensive potential from this team, we know that it's there. We know what it's capable of. Uh, They're still kind of getting around to producing at the level that we know that they're capable of, Uh, but it's nice to get this win under the belt for the boys.
1: Yeah, and and the thing is, I don't think they played all that much different than the way that they've been playing in the later games of the Arizona series. I think it was a very similar blues team. Um, I mean, inserting Scandella was obviously a big difference maker, but in general, I think one of the things I alluded to before this game was that I think we're going to see a really motivated blues team against San Jose, just because they've been playing the same team for so many games that you're not really going to see results as quickly as you'd like to, because, no matter how many changes you you make, you're playing the same team seven games in a row. You know you're not gonna you're not gonna see those changes happen as quickly or as efficiently as you'd like because the opponent knows you better than you know yourself at this point. You've been seeing each other so much. So I think it was probably a huge relief to be able to see a different faces up there, uh, you know, lining up for the faceoff and and being able to think about their game plan a little bit and not saying like, okay, Connor Garland. I've lined up against you 57 times. Now what have you done on every single fit? You know, you, it's, it's easier to kind of get away from that. It, it's not as draining. So I think we really saw them get to their game early tonight, and that's what allowed them to come away with it. Yeah, and I think besides, aside
0: from the six minutes in the second period where the uh, San Jose Sharks scored twice, and it wasn't even that the Blues were playing horrible defense, but they could have been playing a little bit better. It almost felt like pucks were just kind of finding their way to San Jose's sticks. Uh, a couple guys caught out of position, but at the end of the day, like those goals are going to happen, especially with Jordan Bennington playing the way he was. Like I think a puck squirted out to the opposite side of him. He slid all the way over, threw his blocker up, and still almost saved it. So uh, I think the boys did everything that they could to come away with this victory. I think they earned this victory. I think they played, for the most part, like I said, besides that, those six minutes where they, a couple passes they failed to clear, a little turnover here and there, and it turned into two goals. Uh, but they picked it up afterwards, and that's really all that matters. Because, I mean, you look at the stat sheet, 45 shots on goal. And credit where it's due for Martin Jones as well. Because I don't know why his stats are just ridiculous against us. But he plays fantastic hockey. And even just looking at the start of overtime, that glove save on, I think it was Justin Falk, just absurd. Ends up on his ass, flips the puck into his other hand, gives it back to the ref. Well, how are you? But, uh, dude, I, I mean, he stood on his head for the Sharks all night long. I don't think he's going to be able to give that performance every night. I don't think their backups going to be able to give that performance. Um, so all things considered, uh, just a great job by the St. Louis Blues. The hits were up there. They had 27 again. Uh, and I feel like we've seen an increase, especially when Sammy Blay plays, to be fair. But I feel like we've seen an increase in that physical style of hockey. And uh, I think the Blues definitely realized that this referee group would let them play that physical style of hockey. So it turned into a physical game. Because the Sharks had 31 hits to their credit, but... Uh, when you're going toe-to-toe with the St. Louis Blues, in the physical category,
1: it's hard for anyone to stack up. Yeah, definitely. Um, And the one issue with that, as we've been seeing throughout the season, is it can cause a lot of wear and tear, um, with a guy like Barbashev now going down, uh, adding to the injury list. But another issue uh, with wear and tear is how it can affect your vehicle. And with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now nearly impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why would you want to endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, and wait while well the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. When you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on your smartphone, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to, excuse me to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specific specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so we know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right. So before we went to break there, uh, Tommy, you mentioned Martin Jones and you talked about his play. And I think that's important to mention because I I don't, I, I think this is one of the first times this season that the blues have quote unquote, won a game they maybe should have lost. I think Martin Jones absolutely stood on his head and did pretty much everything he could in terms of stealing a game for, in terms of, you know, goalie stealing a game. He made a lot of saves that, could have and should have been goals and he kept the Sharks in the game and he kept them on top and you know they only really Blues only really won because they scored a, a empty net goal or a goal with the net empty and an overtime winner uh four on three so really overcame the odds uh in this win I, I think Martin Jones wins that game for the Sharks against a lot of other teams in the league so uh, a huge statement win for the Blues tonight I don't think that should go underrated yeah for sure and I think. Uh, just the volume of shots that Martin Jones had to
0: face in overtime. I mean, 10 shots on goal compared to the Sharks' one. Uh, That's kind of an uphill battle that any goalie would be asked to fight. Uh, But we've seen Jordan Binnington on the other side of that, right? And it's difficult to steal games, but at the same time, uh, he's sitting... I don't know what his save percentage for the season is right now, but uh, for the game tonight, I mean, 938 save percentage, 30 saves on 32 shot attempts, so... uh, I mean, just fantastic job. Honestly, it almost felt like a goalie war because both of them were going toe to toe. But even on that last, that final goal, I was, I was a little nervous about David Perron shooting that short side because um, Martin Jones still almost managed to get all the way over there, and he made some
1: just Mr. OT, David. Yeah, Perron. I mean,
0: come, what can you say about the dude? Just absolutely fantastic, and he's just always. It's almost like you expect it at this point, but you still get excited when it happens because you're like, man, he just. Just doesn't disappoint in uh, extra time, but yeah, like you said, just a fantastic win from the Blues, and like we said earlier in the podcast, I felt like they played, even with Martin Jones standing on his head and potentially trying to steal this game, I feel like, from a possession standpoint, the Blues kind of had it in hand for the entire game, outside of those six minutes, uh, where it was a little chaotic, but just looking down the stat line here, I mean, Jordan Cairo uh, came away from the game with zero shots on goal, but he did ring the bar. Uh, he had he had a wraparound attempt, which probably would have been an assist to Braden Shen had that pass not been blocked off. So I think his offensive potential, even just if you look at the goose eggs on the statue, you can be like, "Oh, he didn't have a very good game." But uh, I think if you watch the game, he's still he's still playing his same his same style of hockey that we've seen all season long. Uh, I don't know if he's taken a dip maybe in the energy on the defensive side, and that's why maybe we've seen him a little bit of line movement and. Not have the initial impact that he did earlier in the season, uh, but that's fine. He's a young player. I mean, you can't expect him to be elite talent all season long. Um, but I still think the sky the sky's the ceiling for him. He's a fantastic dude. <laughs> like, dude, he just has no the ceiling. The, the sky's the limit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably better. <laughs> yeah. He just has he has no ceiling, bro. Like it, it wow. especially in a transition. Of the league becoming more speed-based having a guy who's been touted as a speed demon since the time he was like 15 16 years old I mean you can't really lose in that scenario so
1: no and I mean it you know all things considered he he's been spectacular this season I don't really think tonight was any different I still think he made a much much bigger impact than he he made in any game last year um even without putting up a set sheet but as much as it might be painful to admit, he started out the season at an unsustainable pace. Uh, it, it was great, and it was fun, but I, I, you know we're not going to see three points a night out of Jordan Cairo from here out, from here on out. and that's fine, um, because teams are starting to take notice now, and teams are starting to play on him a little bit more, and, and he's not getting as much open space, but you know, c- considering what we've seen out of him, I have no reason to believe he can't make the right pass. and thread the needle so all this means is yeah maybe he'll be held off the score sheet for the next few games while teams learn to defend him but as soon as he starts learning how to read the open play read the play and find the open man then all of a sudden his assist numbers are flying through the roof so you know there's no reason to i, I don't i don't think anyone is worried about jordan Carew, but I, I think we. you know i want to stress that even even when he has zero points on the score sheet he's still making a huge impact for the blues and yeah maybe defensively um he dropped the ball a little bit or isn't, isn't bringing the same crazy energy that he was at the beginning of the year. And I also agree that that was probably a little unsustainable for him, but he's making plays. He's the defense is taking notice of him, which is going to make his teammates better. So the Jordan Cairo is still a superstar, even when he doesn't put up any points. Yeah. And you have to take into consideration too, that he's playing without Jaden
0: Schwartz. Who's that, that entire line has been fantastic all season long and now you're missing 33% of it. And probably even more because Jaden like, Craig Bruby talks about Jaden Schwartz being that one guy you can put on any line. He just makes it considerably better. Uh, so taking him away probably has the same opposite effect, you know what I'm saying? So uh, right. it's difficult for anyone to slot themselves into that situation where uh, Jaden Schwartz, Jordan Cairo, Braden Shen are just firing on all cylinders and then you plug in some dude that has a completely different skill set. So, um, But at the end of the day, I feel like the defense... The f- defensive side of the puck, uh, what we said, has kind of been the blue struggle so far throughout this season. That, along with special teams, uh, I feel like they played pretty well in terms of marking guys, in terms of uh, separating pucks from the body. The board battles seemed fantastic. I mean, De La Rose, McEachern, uh and Clifford, that fourth line, I feel like they just bring it every single night, and you can just rely on them uh, to bang bodies and win board battles and give 110% for every 50-50 puck. Uh, I did not see them lose a lot of fifty-fifty pucks, and uh, they won more than they lost. So, uh, I I think that line's yeah. kind of been a staple in terms of the energy that this Blues
1: team needs. But
0: really, at the end of the day, everybody brought it to, uh, last night. So,
1: yeah, that line has been a really, really cluster, really good. You could say it's been the uh, the the money line. Mm. Oh, baby, I like that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So, uh, speaking of money lines, oh. Tommy. We if, gotta make that if a. There's nickname, a money line. That's nasty. Oh my good, the money line. Speaking of money lines, if you got a money line that you like in any sports game, no matter what it may be, no matter what league—Korean basketball, Japanese baseball, tennis—the Australian Open's going on right now. Whatever you're, the Bachelor. BetOnline.ag has you covered. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Like I said, if you want to bet on The Bachelor or Bachelorette or whatever it's on right now, go for it. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered. For all the news, scores, and odds is the best way to place your bets And it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using code LOCKED ON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Reminder that's code LOCKED ON for 50% off, or 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, excuse me, on betonline.ag. And we'll be right back with the end of today's episode. All right, um, so coming off a big win in overtime after a frustrating one nothing loss in Arizona, what's next for the Blues? Dealing with a Barbashev injury, nursing a pericle injury, what, what, what do you got to do next? Uh, I think, well, obviously
0: one of the biggest goals that we've been talking about for a while is for uh, this team to get healthy as fast as possible. I know Tarasenko is supposed to come back soon, uh, obviously don't want to rush him, but Barbashev going back to the injury list doesn't help either, but... Uh, it seems like a a couple guys are starting to pick up in production. Obviously, David Perron went nuts for a little bit there then went a little bit cold. Uh, So getting him back on the score sheet, especially in an overtime goal, because I feel like uh, nothing nothing pumps your tires more than scoring an OT winner to to send the other team home with their bags packed. So um, I think he's going to get rolling here. I think you talked about it before the podcast, but Mike Hoffman looks like he's finally settled in on this team. Uh, and they're really utilizing him to uh, his highest degree on that power play and just cranking one-timers left and right. It seems like uh, at the beginning of the season, he was kind of missing the net a lot, but now a lot of his pucks are finding the goalie instead, and more often than not, they're finding the back of the net as well, especially at 6-on-5. I don't know what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think he's doing fantastic. he that quick release, man. I mean, dude, it's nasty. Tory Krug. Uh, I think that was a big assist for him in terms of confidence. Oh, that, pass. that pass was nasty, um, and just working the power play as well, I just feel like uh, just we talked about it, like over time, this team's going to develop chemistry, figure out what everyone likes and how they can get them to the puck in those situations, and I feel like every game they get closer and closer to being uh, the fully functional arsenal that we know that they're capable of
1: being, uh, and it feels yeah. like they're closer now. Yeah, and if you haven't, if you ever have any doubts of like, oh man, are you sure that chemistry might be the issue with whatever problem? Look at Mike Hoffman as the prime example. You know, not the dog on him at all. But if you look at g- whatever game we're at right now, game twenty or game seventeen, Mike Hoffman versus game two, Mike Coffman. they are two completely different, two completely different players. You know, like I said, not the so dog on him, but he was bad at the beginning of the season. He was. It was like thinking, like, oh man, this is this was a nice experiment, but not 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 right for us and all of a sudden not only is he not bad he's one of the best forwards on this team you know maybe the best goal scorer these past few games for the blues so just like Mike Hoffman even the guys that have been on this team for a while guy like Colton Pareko guys that have kind of maybe struggled to get their chemistry up to speed you know Scandella looked questionable at the beginning of the year and then all of a sudden he's had some time to work his way back into the system looked amazing tonight so if any everyone else on the team has like a 40% Forty percent of the of the improvement Mike Hoffman does once this team gels. Yeah, and
0: Barubi said he just he's his job is a sniper and put shots on goal. He put five shots on goal uh, last night for the Blues, which was tied for the team lead with Ryan O'Reilly and uh, Braden Shen. So I feel like yeah, just those are the guys you want throwing pucks on net. Those are the guys you want taking shots. David Prawn had four shots on goal, so I feel like all those guys right there. Are uh, getting the production you need, but Oscar Sunquist I feel like, is one of those sleeper guys uh, that's been doing, uh, giving that production, all season long on the special teams, laying his body on the line, blocking shots, doing everything right, uh, and it's it's gonna. I don't I don't really want to get into this conversation now because it's the end of the episode, but I, I don't think you can protect him at the expansion draft, and it is gonna be difficult to see how the Blues navigate. That entire scenario, I th- I think you have to give them a pick and say, hey, steer your little your little bag somewhere else because if they don't if they don't, I feel like they're gonna take Sonny, and you cannot afford to lose a player like that.
1: No, you cannot. But that is, we definitely do not have enough time to get into that right now. You just opened up a full episodes worth of conversation right there, but uh, I'm sure the day will come. Oh, that's going to be a fun episode,
0: isn't it? Oh, it's going to be something.
1: There's oh, so many boy. There's so many
0: factors, dude. I was talking about it in a group chat with some of my friends on Twitter today, and it's just, I was looking, the more I looked into the expansion draft, the more, like, sick to my stomach, kind of, that I felt, because it's just basically, like, the Vegas scenario all over again.
1: Yeah, well, the game has changed, you know? Everyone was going in thinking Vegas was, like, the the, the new quiet kid at the back of the class. Um, and then he came up and took everyone's lunch money and went to the Stanley Cup final. So I think I think the the, the tables have turned. And I don't think teams are going to be looking at it as a, as a, whatever, let's, oh, expansion and just look at the list. Not think not that it's what I think teams did, but I think you're going to have teams taking things a lot more seriously and reevaluate. I think it's going to be friggin' wild. It's,
0: it's wild, too, because I did not realize that one of the stipulations for the expansion draft is that. Uh, the the entire cap space of the new expansion team has to hit between 60% to 100% of the current cap whatever number that could be so like let's say uh Seattle finds out what players are available they can strategize to say like oh the, these are enough players that we feel like we can could compete and be a playoff team uh and kind of these are some guys that we liked. all that stuff we'll target them and hit 100% of the cap or if they're like you know what uh, there's not a lot of players out there that we really love, so we could shoot for more towards 60% of the cap and then just come in and wipe the house and free agency uh, and steal everybody's favorite player. So that doesn't make me feel good at all. But, yeah, we'll talk about that uh, as soon as we get closer to the end of the season because I don't want to go down that dark path
1: right now of losing players. there's is, is just a sad discussion waiting to happen. But we don't have to t- have the discussion today, so... Yeah, uh, we'll be back bright and early, probably tomorrow morning, previewing the next game, um, and then the morning after as well, I think. or No, actually not. It'll be the weekend, so never mind. We'll um, be back Monday morning covering the next game. But in the meantime, if you need betting betting help, like I clearly do, uh, go check out Locked on Bets. they got a great show over there. It's brand new. They're giving you all the advice, along with our partners, uh, BetOnline. So, parlay follow on to bet online no, we're, we're we're sitting pretty right now. Oh, okay, okay, you're doing good. We're sitting right, pretty, so I got to go. I got to go watch those games. But uh, yeah, definitely check out Lockdown Bets. Also, if you got a fantasy team, check out Locked On NHL Fantasy. They got all your fantasy advice. Um, Parlay's looking good, Tommy. Um, it's 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 not out of the realm right now. But yeah, I think that's all we got time for. Yep, go take care of
0: your parlay. I'm gonna go take care of some homework. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked On Blues podcast part of the Locked On Live Network. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And you can follow me on Twitter at 12 to 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But as always, let's go Blues.